Welcome to the No Pressure Podcast with Ehab, where we elevate the education importance and prevention of pressure injuries. Because when prevention meets progress, patients and healthcare workers are protected. On this episode of the Ehab No Pressure Podcast, Christy and Deborah sit down with Kelly Moed, a certified nursing professional development practitioner with 35 plus years of experience in the acute care setting. They continue their discussion about Kelly's passion, safe patient handling, and mobility. Specifically, her perspective on the status of healthcare workers. Christy and I would like to again welcome our guest, Kelly Moed, a certified nursing professional development practitioner to the EHOP No Pressure podcast. Welcome, Kelly, and Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year, Deborah and Christy. It's so nice to be back. It's just so amazing that it's already 2022. I just, you know, I I always like to start off very positively uh, my new year. So I think joining you again has just um, been something I've been looking forward to. I'm still there in the front lines with the pandemic. I thought maybe by 2022, we could say we were in a little better shape. But uh, of course, you probably all realize that um, we had that little blip, Omicron, and we had an increase in hospitalizations. Coupled with that, healthcare did see a decrease in the number of of staff members. From the Bureau of Labor Statistics had said that there's just been a significant drop. It was last November. Then every month, another 3% drop in the amount of healthcare workers. I'm reading articles that one in five healthcare workers has left medicine. So many people are trying to stay there, trying to stick in by the bedside. We need really experienced people at the bedside to help with the patients. And I've been a nurse for a really long time. And I started my career during the HIV epidemic. I think that is what is really getting in my head fear or I feel for these brand new nurses at the bedside. You've got to realize that so many nurses have been in nursing school during the pandemic, have had limited clinical experience, and now they are starting their careers in the middle of a pandemic, and it changes a lot of things. I mean, it's just working, you know, side by side with other nurses who are burnt out and all struggling together. It's just, I don't know, sometimes I say no words, but here we are, we're on a podcast, so I have to have words, oh, and, I, and as I said, I like to be, be positive, and the positive thing I have to say is that I'm still happy doing what I'm doing. As a, a nursing professional development practitioner, I feel my role is there to support the staff. It's interdisciplinary. We've got unlicensed and licensed personnel that we are getting through these unprecedented times. Having that experience where I came into scary times during an HIV epidemic, entered my career, people said, oh, you're going to be a nurse? Oh, I feel so bad. What if What if you get HIV? And at the time, we, it was calling it AIDS. It wasn't until 1991, mm-hmm. OSHA put out the bloodborne pathogen standard, which meant that we needed to be wearing gloves. I mean, before that, kind of what you thought you did it if you needed to. So many things have changed. Currently, right now, I think across the nation, we've got the pandemic. And then right underneath the pandemic, we've got these healthcare workers that are struggling. Like I said, the positive thing is I feel that I'm able to make a difference. I've had to change some of the things that I'm doing. 
in order to accommodate the learning and the training and, and to meeting the emotional needs of the staff. But as I said, I'm definitely, I, I love the challenge and my passion has always been safety. I feel that people should come to work and be able to come home in, in good condition, should be able to have a wonderful personal life. I feel that I'm in a position with my professional development team to make a difference, to help retain. That's the other part. You have new people, they could run away and they could leave just like other people are leaving. So organizations just really have to do the best they can, have people have a good experience. I, I understand why people are leaving. I think some of you probably even know that this one day the schools are closed, the next day you're quarantining. Sure. I think a lot of people can relate to this. So try having a job or a responsibility where you need to be present when a good chunk of the world is working from home. I mean, I have that experience too. It's not much flexibility in working for hospitals. So when people come, I feel, you know what, they're committed to this and I'm committed to them. And well, we will, we have to figure it out. <laughs> Kelly, first and foremost, it is wonderful to hear that after 30 plus years in the acute care setting, that you still love your job. Based on your experience, do you feel that as a certified nurse educator, certified since 1994, that when working with new and young nurses, an additional responsibility is to provide them the motivation and confidence beyond their unit managers? The reason I ask, although this is a different industry, sales trainers not only educate their new sales representatives, but they also provide them with the motivation and confidence. Uh, for instance, as a quote unquote cheerleader. Deborah, that's the best part of my job. It really is. Oh. I mean, when you're a healthcare worker, whatever discipline you're in, you're going there to help people. Back early in my career, I, when I made a decision to become a, a person that's going to support the staff, the frontline staff, and educate them, that's what I want to do. I want to make them a better person. I want to make them not just their skills, but to have professional growth, personal growth. Honestly, this the way healthcare is right now, the brightest parts of my days or when I see my brandy new nurses and they say, oh, they like, I, they were like, I just want to give you a hug. And they just get so <laughs> excited when they're coming off night shift and they're on their own. And, and I go to greet them in the morning and I mean, they look exhausted and I know what they've been through. I can only imagine what they've been through. It's just that human touch. And I think when you go into healthcare, it's, that's, that's it. It's the communication with someone else. It's, it's just like you said, Deborah, with the training, I take them on as my family and it's not just me. It's the whole, you know, the whole team and, and we care about what's happening. And we know, we know that this is just not what we went through. Like I said, I, I was around for the uh, HIV yep. epidemic, but it wasn't like this. That was kind of controlled. Thought it was in the blood. We didn't know this and that. It wasn't airborne. It wasn't out in the whole community. It was a certain population. And it wasn't just that our personal lives weren't affected by it. We could go home and everything else was normal. Right now, nothing's normal. And so really need extra support. And there are a lot of challenges with the new nurses. And we've mentioned them before is that they're needing some basic foundational skills. They need that right away. Like you mentioned, this emotional support. 
So those are the two big needs of our, our new nurses. They, they had limited experience. So we need to provide, you know, just as I mentioned, skills like IVs, NG tubes, like central line dressing changes, wound care, all those things. We need to make that available to them and have a hands-on, which is like generally we did it in the classroom setting. So educators were sure. in the classroom with product and, you know, maybe some mannequins saying, here, this is how you do it. Let's do a lab. So with social distancing, we're not able to do that. We have to pick and choose what we do. A lot of things are done on unit with the preceptor. What will happen is the new person will, it will be like, if they call it multimodal way of delivering education. So you would, the person would watch a video, they may have a, a handout and then go perform the skill with the support of another person, or they would watch another person. So watch one, do one. You're doing it up on the unit where they're giving the patient care. Now, obviously the patient care is more intense because you're having, the nurses are having more patients than they used to. The ratio of nurses to patients have more patients you know, that because there's less nurses. We would like to thank Kelly for sharing her valuable insights, knowledge, and experiences on safe patient handling and mobility. We appreciate you, Kelly. Your passion, enthusiasm, and taking the time to provide clinicians an overview of the role and responsibilities of a nursing professional development practitioner. Join us next week as Kelly shares her perspective on the evolution of education. Thank you for listening to the No Pressure Podcast. If you have any questions about the material presented, please reach out to us on our website at ehub.com contact.